What's with that guy? Doesn't he know the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl? This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of the Food Show. It's our program of eating, drinking, restaurants, cooking, and wine, and goodness, and, and deliciousness. And we'd love to hear from you about where you've been dining lately, if you uh, would not mind giving me a couple of minutes of your time. If there's something you've always wanted to ask uh, a, a guy like me uh, on the radio and you've hesitated to do so because it, you, you worry about whether it's, you know, you're going to do it right or whether you will sound good or stupid or anything or, you know, the whole bunch of excuses that I've heard. Uh, and not they're not really meant as excuses. The people really mean that. But really, you have nothing to worry about. I am not going to take a, a, a piece out of your uh, earring there. Uh, just because, uh, you know, it's a ticklish uh, conversation. And, uh, you know, who doesn't mind being tickled now and then? What am I talking about? <clears throat> anyway, we talk about food here, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you could say we have a topic today, and, and as is true most of the time, I don't really have a, a, a theme, so to speak. And even if I did... And it was something totally different from what you had in mind that you were thinking of calling us for. Uh, don't worry about it. We don't care about that. If it's uh, if uh, you're not interested in what we're uh, talking about, we'll stop talking about that and move over to your your chair and you know listen to you. So uh, call us two six zero six three six eight. That's two six zero sixty three sixty eight. It's area code five zero four. If you're out of town a bit. And uh, no matter what it was, uh, give us a call and tell us uh, what's going on. Uh, a few of the things that we have today include the whole question of chili. I have a recipe in my newsletter today, in case you have never pulled down my newsletter. I really do publish it every single day, and I have a new—most uh, of it is, is brand-new copy. And based on— it's almost like a diary. I keep track of all the restaurants that I went to and all of the dishes that I had, and I stick a rating on it, and there it is. And I, I think you'll like it. Uh, uh, our subscriptions keep going up all the time. More and more people sign in, and very few just drop out. So uh, it's uh, easy enough to, uh, to take, I think you'll find. Well, anyway, one of the things we brought up today, it concerns... Cold food. Now, there are th three different meanings here. There is cold food that is designed to be served at a low temperature. Sushi comes to mind. Raw oysters on the half shell, probably the best example of them all. Uh, but there are plenty of lots of desserts. In fact, most desserts, I think, are served with, a, uh, with either cold or room temperature. So you've got that. Then you have dishes uh, that were supposed to be very, very, uh, ha uh, very much hot, uh, and maybe even to the point where uh, you have to let it sit for a minute before you can eat it. That's a different kind of cold food, and that's something that I don't know anyone who, who likes it. About which that uh, you know, there's anybody who likes that. So. Uh, what does this all add up to? Uh, I, I, oh, and there's, there's one other issue, too. There are dishes 
that came to the table nice and uh, and and nice and and hot and a little whiff of of steam coming off the top of it and the great aroma that takes over the table you know all of these are good things but sometimes you get it that way but it doesn't stay that way very long and a reason for this often is that the the dish is prepared and served in a, in another kind of dish that sort of makes it easy for the for the thing to get to to cool off and uh, I think you have to be aware of that kind of stuff. And uh, what what you often do, I find myself doing this with steaks more than anything else. But I get to the point with a steak where it's just barely warm, you know. And, and usually that, at that point, I just get them to wrap it up and I take it home because you can always recycle that. But sometimes you, uh, you, you, you're still hungry and you want to have it. And I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people, at least judging from people who have been at a table with me before, well, you, you uh, get to a certain point where you really don't want to eat any more of it uh, right away, uh, but you, uh, you might want to keep on uh, eating it while it is still kind of warm, but maybe not stove hot the way you want it. You can send it back to the kitchen and say, would you, would you ask them just to you know stick this under the broiler for a couple of minutes just to warm it up? And waiters, almost without exception, will do that for you right away. I would tip them a little extra if I were you, but that's up to you. And uh, this is one of the ways that you can make the food that you get in restaurants even better than it already is. A lot of great little secrets. It's uh, just a, a great joy to me, and the more joy you can get out of it, the better off you are. 2606368. Okay, Bill, welcome to the Food Show. Yeah, yesterday you were talking about uh, uh, restaurants that were closed, and you were talking about yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. And I know that they are back in uh, New Roads oh, and yeah. with uh, Hot Tails. That's, so. uh, that's where they started, as I understand right. it anyway. Uh, uh, but that was a rough location. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to see, even if you're passing right in front of it and you're looking right at it, sometimes you don't even recognize that that's a restaurant. Right. That, that was the problem with it. The food uh, there, I, I've had it never at the restaurant. I never made it to the restaurant. But it, uh, I, I know the, the, the uh, people who own it and run it, and they were always doing gr nothing but great stuff. So Yeah, they, they actually had a, a TV show, you know. Uh, uh-huh. Cajun Aces, you know, they're two good people. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it goes to show uh, here we are thinking that New Orleans food is the best and the Cajun food is the second best or the, maybe the first best compared with this or that, but you travel around all parts of Louisiana and you find there's a whole bunch of different ways of doing the same dishes and always, always good. Right, right. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. It's a food show. It was a, a restaurant called uh, 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 Sakale. It was named for that unusual kind of fish that uh, grows in fresh water as opposed to, uh, yeah, it, yeah I, I've heard that it's a, a crappy or crappie is how most people say it to be decent. 
But uh, then again, I, my own self, said crappy, too, so I guess a lot of people do. Uh, our number is 260-6368, 260-6368. And uh, give us a call, and we'd love to hear from you. I've been asked a little bit lately, when's the next Eat Club dinner? I don't know. We have one coming up uh, fairly soon, but I just don't know exactly when it is. And uh, as soon as I know, I will let you know. I can tell you where it's going to be. We're going to do it at Trinas. We have done three of them there before, and all three of them were hugely successful. And and, and people were asking me, when are you going to do this one again? on uh, numerous occasions. So that's, we have that coming up. I've been asked, where are you, uh, you, where are you taking a cruise to this year? I ain't taking a cruise uh, this year, or probably not ever. Uh, I think we, I've seen everything I need to see from, uh, from a cruise ship, and I'm looking at some other things to do in our travel time. Or, you know what, my work is so much fun, I hate to get away from it. I really mean that. My wife is not nuts about that idea, but, uh, you know, I, uh, we, we come to uh, nice compromises on that. 260-6368. 260-6368. Call right now. You'll get right in. If you have not uh, gotten HD radio for yourself, uh, you're missing out on two things. First of them is that the sound quality is better than FM. It's even, they, st- they tell me, the engineers tell me, it's a better quality sound than even from a CD. And uh, I don't know if I can say that because my earring isn't uh, quite that good, uh, good enough. And the, uh, it's easy to, to get this, and they're not expensive to get an HD radio. Now, if you want to spend some money on an HD radio, you can spend a lot of money on it, but you don't have to. A $20, $30 tops is what you're going to find it for a table radio. If you want it in your car, first of all, make sure that you don't already have one. If you're, you, you were thinking about buying one and having it installed in your car. Most new cars, going back, to, let's say, the last five years or so, they were built with HD radio in the radio, right there. So the all you need to do is know how to bring it into focus. And that's not all that hard, although you might want to ask the dealer or read the, uh, the instruction manual for the car, and oftentimes that information will be there. But once you uh, figure out how to do this and you've got it to the point where all you need to do is push one button on the, on the dial... Uh, you will love HD radio because, first of all, the sound is really uh, superior. But the other thing is that uh, because of various rules of this stuff, you can get the signal out much farther than you can in a re- regular radio station. And so if you're listening to you know, station ABC, oh, let's get rid of it. I just used that for example. Uh, Anyway, if you're using it, for just listening to it because you like what's on the radio, and who wouldn't? Uh, what you uh, what you uh, what you want to do is uh, you don't have to tune in every time you cross the borderline of this station not being heard over there, and it just keeps on going, you know, for a hundred miles or more. So that comes in handy. All of this boils down to we will come back with more of the food show after first, if you will, this. Welcome back. It's the food show. 
the uh, king cakes have begun to appear. January 6th is the day that they all come out on the 12th day of Christmas. And today I saw one sitting in our... In our uh, there were three. There were three? Three I, different ones. One was basically chocolate. Yeah, I took one look at that and said to myself, you know, that might even be good, but that ain't a king cake. I mean, it was just covered with thick, thick uh, chocolate topping. Okay. One was uh, praline. If you like it, uh, go ahead and get it, but don't make it a, a king cake. It ain't a king cake. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't taste like it. Well, you don't have to eat any of them. I guess you don't. You don't, no. you don't have to do anything. No. There was a praline one in there, and there was yeah. a, a, a regular, ordinary king cake in there also. Yeah. Well, if you can be ordinary and be real good, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Uh, for a lot of people, it would be a, a king cake along the lines that McKenzie's used to make, which is my least favorite kind. It's dry. It's just uh, I, I never could warm up to it, although there are a lot of people who just love it that way and who only get it that way. I, 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 I'm kind of partial to, uh, oh, the one, oh, gosh, once again, a name has been lost in the back of my brain. Uh, Gendusa. No, that's not it. That's something totally different. It's an Italian name, so it all, all runs together in my brain. That's terrible. 260-6368. Love to hear from you about where you've been eating. And if you um, have something on your mind, and you hesitate to get on the radio to talk about it because you're shy or you feel funny about it, whatever reason. Uh, I, it's okay if you send me an email. Send me an email message with whatever it is you wanted to tell me or ask me, and I will respond to it. I will not respond to it immediately because, well, immediately I'm doing this program right now at this second, and there's nothing much I can do about that. But I will get in touch with you with, by, also by return email uh, as, as soon as possible. I check it several times a day and uh, would be happy to do that for you. Uh, just anything you want to send, uh, if it's a question or a comment or whatever. You're always welcome here uh, on, in my email address, which is Tom at nomenu.com. T-O-M at N-O-M-E-N-U dot com. It means New Orleans menu, obviously. And uh, that's all you need to do. One of these days, I would like to be able to take text images, but apparently that's not doable uh, with the technologies of the moment. Radio stations have so much technology, it's hard to keep up with it is the problem. 2606368. Calls right now. We'd love to hear from you, and we could sure use you. Oh, look, there's somebody over there now. It's Gregory. Gregory, welcome to the food show. Uh, t- t- quit talking about me, Greg. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 I don't talk about me. I'm boring. I'm not so, talking about you. All right, don't talk about me. I won't, because you know what? You're my least favorite person, but I do oh, really? love cake. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, you got I'm me. With you. I, I grew up, man, and um, you grew up. Uh, oh, I'm well, sad to hear that. <laughs> Who wants no, to I'm grow quite, up? I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite there yet. But there was a place in Elysian Fields that did a great king cake. It was just Lawrence's. It was Lawrence's. Lawrence's. Thank Lawrence's. You. And um, Lawrence's. Uh, wedding, uh, wedding, uh, <laughs> Mr. Wedding Cake. That was Mr. Wedding Cake. That's right. That's what he called himself. I knew it was something like that. 
And he used to. I went to Brother Martin, and we used to go down there and get that stuff. Oh, everything they had was good, including things like donuts. Everything. That was a great bakery. Well, they only did king cakes at Mardi Gras time, and they were very, very, very religious about that. The best. And it was, I I think it was one of the best. And there was a bakery in um, Lakeview. I, that's where I grew up. I, I, I went to school at Brother Martin, but by New Elysian Fields. But then on Lakeview, there was a bakery. Golly. Actually, it wasn't McKenzie's. And they actually used to make them pretty good. They weren't so dry, but it was the pure yeah. brioche with the purple, green, and gold ice, icing, uh, sugar, rather. Um, and they, I always thought that they was pretty good. Hello? Yeah, well, uh, uh, I'm glad you did. Cause, um, cause I, well, I, you know, as a, you know, as a kid, and uh, there was another bakery down there. I can't remember the name of no, it. There used to be so it many little neighborhood bakeries around town. Yeah, I uh, know they're all gone. Ain't yeah. there no more. Well, they're, they're not all gone, but uh, there's not as many as there used to be. Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, our friend uh, at Maurice's, you know, he does a traditional king cake, but then he does these elaborate king cakes. I don't like the stuffing. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, Stuffing? Oh, you mean yeah. like, you know, the apples and you know, all that? And the raspberry and uh, that doesn't yeah. do it for me. Well, uh, let's see. You're, you're talking about Jean-Luc, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Jean-Luc yeah. Maurice's yeah. French Bakery. Yeah, well, what he's doing, and he admits to this, and he does, by the way, he'll do a straight-ahead regular uh, king cake if you ask him to oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I know. But well, he has all these other ideas that are completely out there. But really fabulous. I mean, they are so good to eat. Uh, he, well, he is a brilliant guy. That one all. that they that he was doing, and I'm sure he still is doing, with uh, fresh strawberries, just mm. like piled on the top of it with the whipped cream and everything. Oh, there's no, no way in the world okay, you no, could not like it. But, yeah, but Tom, is it a, a muffaletta? I mean, <laughs> no, it's not. Definitely not a muffaletta. But it's uh, it's not That's a like classic king cake either. I'll give you that. Anyway, I just had to chime in. Anyway, happy Mardi Gras. We'll see you soon. You sure will, yeah. It's the food show. What's the name of that place? Let's see. I was trying to think of it earlier. Uh, It's on uh, Veterans Highway between Transcontinental and uh, uh, Green Acres, I think. uh, I think it's a little bit past uh, Transcontinental. And it's been around forever and ever and ever and for the life of me, I can't think of the name of it. But that is maybe my favorite one, either that or Haydell's. I kind of grew up with Haydell's in my front yard, more or less. So they've always had a soft spot with me. What's, what's the name of that? Gambino's. That's it. Gambino's. They, they've, I think they've always done good king cakes over there, too. 260-6368 is our telephone number. Uh, we always get into this king cake thing. But... Uh, they're they're not officially out yet, you know. It's it, it doesn't start officially. Although you know who pays any attention to that? Uh, where's my uh, cal? Oh, I, I kept. Oh, I need a new calendar. That's my problem. I need a new calendar. I just realized I've got a calendar for December up on the wall. But what good does that do me now? Except to tell me when Mardi Gras wasn't. It's that it'll tell you where Christmas was. What what? But that's silly. 
You know, I was reading your newsletter. Uh, you were? I was, yes. Uh-huh. And you, and you, you stopped? There was a section on there called Food on the Air, and there was a uh, Carnation's Contented cow milk that that you know it's it's evaporated milk carnation Uh evaporated milk yeah and and for a little truth in advertising here evaporated milk does not come from contented cows it comes from cows that sweat (laughs) that's an interesting thought uh and you know there there was a, a famously uh a a a a poem on the subject of uh of uh, that that uh, creamy like milk, uh, but uh, the well, there's, 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 the carnation people they yeah. deny it's for real that it's just a hoax. I, you know, hey, they'll deny anything. Anyway, yeah. you have you have condensed milk, yeah. and you have evaporated and milk. evaporated milk, right? You condensed know, it, milk usually is very thick and very sweet. That's that's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened with <laughs> the evaporated milk? What you know? All of a sudden, you know. What's missing? Uh, uh, well, e- evaporated milk. What's it good for? Uh, well, you know, a lot of people used it for everything we currently use either half and half or, or cream for. Like if you were making uh, a whole variety of pastries that would use that, it was very commonly used. One strange place is at LaRuth's which in its day was considered the best restaurant in New Orleans for a long time. And the chef and owner well, was just revered by all the other chefs, uh, and, and with good reason. He was really great. And one of his great creations, best creations, was oyster artichoke, uh, oyster artichoke soup. Believe it or not, nobody had that when he was serving it, and the reason was that he had created the dish. But he didn't use cream in it. He used condensed, uh, uh, evaporated milk out of cans. And uh, that just seems totally wrong for a, a restaurant with such high uh, opinion about itself uh, and that also held by its customers and, and by me, too, uh, that you, you wouldn't have, uh, you know, something like that on your menu. But he did. And there is, I'll tell you what, you put that soup up against any other uh, uh, artichoke and mushroom soup, and I don't think you would ever find anything quite as good as that. It, it, it was uh, just a, a killer good dish. 260-6368. Uh, Mike is joining us over here on the blue phone. Mike? Hello, Tommy. Welcome. Come on in. I was at Galaga's 527 New Year's Eve. Yeah, had and a, it a great, was, great uh, I'll bet you did. What'd you have? Uh, I actually had lamb chops with Bernays sauce. Yeah, well, you could do a lot worse than that. That's a great yeah. combination. Yeah, it's so refreshing to go to a, a place like that on a holiday or a special day and order off the regular menu. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, it's what does that say if you have to have a special menu for it to be any good? It's, but most of them do, you know. Most I know a lot of, of them do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, already, already and, got and jack up the milk. price. Let's not forget that they they change the recipes and jack up the price. Already got my Valentine's yeah. Day reservation over. You do? Oh, yes, I do. Hmm. Uh, I got a question about ceramic grills. Ceramic grills. Big big egg, big yeah. green egg type. That's that's grill. what I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been my experience that no matter how much I spend on a grill. 
whether it's $100 for a Weber kettle or $800 for a Weber propane. Within a relatively short time, the interior is a mess. And you can clean it, but it never really comes back all the way. And then after a couple of years or so, you know, it's pretty in pretty nasty condition. Now, I've been told with these ceramic cookers, you don't even attempt to clean the device itself. You might clean the grills, but that the walls, the, the ceramic walls and everything on the interior, you, you, don't, you don't clean those, do you? Uh, no, I don't, but I've never felt the need to clean them because the, the, about the only thing that would dirty them up would be, you know, little chunks and, and, and flakes of the charcoal. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of grease splatter more than anything when I'm talking uh, about these things. Well, that, that burns away so quickly, I can't imagine that it would have much of an effect on it. Although, you know, after a while, any skillet or any saucepan that you're always cooking things in, it'll get, you know, that coating of, uh, of a variety of things. But if you want to get rid of it, basically you just bring it up to a high temperature and it all burns off. Yeah. Uh, I guess with the kind of temperatures you can get with a grill like that, you probably accomplish that, almost like if you were using a self-cleaning feature on an oven. Yeah. We, uh, we have in, our, in the annals of our radio station an interesting moment that happened that I think it was A1 Appliances. I can't remember who it was, though. It didn't, they didn't much have to do anything to do with it other than they had a dis- display edition of uh, this was an indoor regular oven. And one of our best-known local chefs, I'm not going to embarrass him by saying who it was because it could have been just about anybody, but he put a, a duck into what to demonstrate. He was doing a cooking demo, and he put a, a duck in there, and by mistake, he, he threw it over into clean, <laughs> which gets up to 800 degrees. And, and the torch it, duck. And it... And it, it shuts the thing down so you can't turn it off. Right. And uh, so, But he, the, the duck was in there, and after a, an hour or so, we took it out. And it was the most interesting piece of crispy, because beyond that, it was uh, this black form in the shape of a duck. <laughs> You, you had to be there, and, and that's, that's, it, that's that's taking blackening to the extreme. You know? Yeah, it sure was. In, uh, yeah. In, uh, but blackening was very popular at that time, so maybe it was done on purpose. Well, look, I got one final question. The work that you recently had done to your big green egg, it was limited to the nest, to the thing that it sits in, or did you have uh, that work done to, to the device itself? Well, what what happened was that the I can never remember what they call this, the cradle or the. Anyway, it's the nest. part of the thing, the nest, okay, that yeah. it has the ceramic part that just fits into this thing with the wheel so you can push it around on the deck or wherever you have it. And uh, that had actually disintegrated. It had rusted. And I was watching it when it had its problem. It just all of a sudden started sinking to the floor, and the next thing I know it was just sitting on the floor with this bunch of metal uh, struts. And but as far as, as far as the functionality of, of the no, big green we, egg itself, there were no issues with it. I, I uh, changed the 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 uh, wire uh, grill surface, and mm-hmm. I also there's this this thing that I never had, but I I got it at the same time. Uh, it's kind of a three way, fairly thick piece of ceramic, and you put it right in the middle, and it elevates the food you're trying to for slow smoking, you know that kind of thing. And it gets it way up there, 
without any direct heat really hitting the the meat. And, uh, so it's a, that, a diffuser, in other words. That's that's a good word for it. Yeah, it yeah, it, yeah. W- it works out uh, really really well. I had been using it, but I had I kind of faked one up for a long time. I just just for the hell of it. Happy New Year. You too. See ya. It's the food show. Twenty minutes to the hour. We're having a lovely little program today, and we'll continue having it. We'd love to have you be part of it. You don't have to give us any special dress in order to be it. All you need is a phone number: two six zero six three six eight two six zero six three six eight. Call us about anything. If it's about food, it's good enough. Call. We'll be back with more of it in a moment after first, if you will, this. Welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, 260-6368. We uh, would love to hear from you about whatever has been cooking over at your house or in the restaurants that you have been going to. And uh, we have a theme here, but you know, you can ignore it if you want to. I don't. I don't care. I, I make make these up just to make it seem like I'm doing any work around here. Uh, but the the matter is this. I thought that since it's kind of chilly out there today, and I had a chilly recipe in my newsletter today, which you can get by going to nomenu.com. It's free, and you uh, <clears throat> you can find all that over there. And also on in the WWL website, uh, just about everything that I write for the newsletter winds up over there too. So you can pick it up there. So uh, anyway, we uh, we've got that going on. And uh, the question that came up was about cold food. Cold food uh, brings up three three things. One of them is food that is supposed to be served cold, and you know that's that's what it is. Then you have food that should be hot but isn't. Or in the third case, it started out hot, but then it, by the end of it, it had gotten sort of lukewarm. And we've been talking about that a little bit. Uh, but my question is, if you want to answer this, you can. And if you don't want to, just ignore it, as I say. And uh, it's, uh, do you find that restaurants are getting worse and worse about sending hot food to the table. I, I do feel that way. And it seems to me, it, it, mainly what happens is that I'll go to a restaurant where the food really is nice and hot all the time. Like I was at one last night, uh, Pat Gallagher's place. Everything was really hot and, and, and wafting off steam. And in some cases, just sizzling in butter. Uh, to me, hot food is where it's at. It also makes it more digestible. Tastes better to me, though. That's, I meant, that's my main reason of doing it. So what are your thoughts? Do you think that uh, I, I, there was a time, too, when we used to get a lot of dishes that were, like, way overdone in that department uh, so that the sauce would just congeal instead of uh, flowing around? You know, that's not uh, any more uh, disagreeable or agreeable than... Uh, than if it were done uh, carelessly. Let's see. Uh, you know what we haven't done today yet? We haven't had our cocktail of the day. And uh, I've decided to, since they're pretty short, <clears throat> all of these, I was going to give you uh, a few different ones. This comes from a department that they call the uh, Spring Feeling Cocktail Department. Well, let's see. Here's one called So 
Q. S-O-C-U-E. This is made by uh, collecting uh, a, an ounce of gin, which is about a, 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 an easygoing uh, shot. One ounce, is, one ounce of something called soju, and I don't know what that is even. S-O-J-U. Anybody know what that is? I've never heard of that. Soju? Or is it, am I even saying it the right way? Anyway, moving on down another, uh, that was an ounce service. And then uh, the next one is white vermouth, also one ounce. Half an ounce of lime juice, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup, or you can use uh, extra fine sugar, just anything to sweeten up the cocktail a little bit. And you stir everything with ice and you strain it into a cocktail glass. That's a martini glass. And you garnish it with uh, cucumber slices. Now, that's kind of different. Uh, I can't tell you it's something I love uh, m- to get most of the time, but there it is. And the name of this, and if anybody has any idea why it's called this, so, second word, Q, C-U-E. Well, so zu. So Q. So, so zu, which is one of the ingredients. So zu. So zu. It's, it's uh, pronounced S-O-D-Z-U. So zu. Hmm. It's Korean. Is it? Yeah, it's a Korean... Uh, Boy, we're learning a lot from you today. Uh, yeah. You're loading us up with new insights. What can I say? You know, <clears throat> somebody's got to know this stuff. Well, uh, give me another one here. Let's see. Here, this one is um, the Smiler Cocktail. It's like one imagines that it makes you smile. Kind of like uh, over at over at uh, Felix. Either that right or now. it's painful. Well, let's see. Uh, Smiler Cocktail... Uh, one half of an uh, ounce of sweet vermouth. That's the kind that's uh, kind of reddish and a little sweet. Uh, it's a little more alcoholic than most wines, though. That's the vermouth, the nature of vermouth. Half an ounce also of dry vermouth, which is the white kind. One ounce of gin. One dash of bitters. One quarter of a teaspoon of orange juice. And you shake all this up with ice and you strain it into a chilled cocktail glass. As I read this, I'm thinking, this is very close to being a Negroni. Not exactly, but it's sort of in that department. So there's a new one to add, the Smiler Cocktail. Go to a restaurant and ask for it and see if they have any idea what it is. And if you find a a restaurant that says, a Smiler Cocktail, give me a second here. And then they'll come back the next thing you know, and it's in your hands. And you say, well, how'd you swing that? And the true answer is they had a copy of the book that I was just reading all that from. It's the Mr. Boston Official Bartender's Guide. And it has something like 1,500 different uh, different uh, cocktails in here. And I just select one every day and sometimes more than one. And we think about things for a while and realize that life is good. Because you uh, acquitted yourself of a, a, a cocktail. Uh, I had a, my first uh, martini in a long time uh, a few days ago. I drank half of it, which is all I'll let, let myself drink. I, was, I wasn't even driving. My wife, uh, my wife is always the, the designated driver, and that's uh, by her preference. She doesn't, she's not really a drinker. But that's great, you know. That's if, if everybody had one of those, we'd have a whole lot less uh, havoc on the roads. 
260-6368. Somebody call us. We, we, we need somebody to talk to keep the conversation. Yes, about that. Yeah, yeah what about, about that? that. Yeah, Wednesday, uh, the, the, the subject of diets came up. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we mentioned that uh, there were diets for people who want to lose weight. Yeah. But there are really no diets for people who want to gain weight out there a whole uh-huh. lot. I mean, that's not mentioned at all. No. So I came up with one. Yeah. What do, what do you do? <laughs> I almost hate to hear this. You eat everything. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that's what is known as a gourmet, somebody who will eat anything. Yeah, well, it's Either also— Either that or a Cajun. No, a g- glutton, yeah. actually. A glutton. Yeah, well, that's just—a glutton will sit there eating the same thing uh, one piece after a time, you know, another one uh, for like a, a couple of hours. That's ridiculous. Uh, of course, you know, because you, you're not really enjoying it at that point. Don't you um, run into a point in every dish you ever eat uh, where you say to yourself, you know, I've really had enough of this. Some people will keep on eating the dish anyway. And I would uh, put it to anybody who is trying to lose weight that if when you get to that point where you say, uh, you know, I, I don't really need to eat another bite of this. Just stop eating. Put it in a box and bring it home if you have to, or just leave it, which is what I do, and uh, forget about it. Because it's you're not saving anything if you if you you know eat it all. Uh, it's just you hurt yourself. But you know that. You didn't need me to tell you that. <clears throat> Speaking of that, yeah? you know. Oh, I mean, let's enough. speak about it some more. There was a there was a, one of the king cakes had chocolate on it. You know, so I had yeah. to have that because uh, chocolate. You're is, a chocolate guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was, you know, I, it was curious. So I had a piece of it, and uh, I didn't need any more. No? Did not need any more. The, the body was fibrillating with uh, the sugar rush. Mm. It uh, was about a B-flat, <clears throat> I think. Mm. Oh, that's a D. That's a D? Okay, how about this? Mm. <laughs> I can hear all the musicians laughing right now. Can't you? Where'd he go? Uh, I'm right here. Oh, there you are. Okay. We'd love to hear from you. You know, we're proud to tell you that this radio show is the longest-running radio show of any kind in New Orleans. It's 30 years old now, and we're just rolling along, same host, same station, same uh, concept, same everything, we're really proud of that, but I don't take any of the credit uh, for us having such a great resource. I, I think the, the people who are best uh, acclaimed because of uh, this is uh, the restaurant community of New Orleans. Uh, there was an article that just came out in Food and Wine magazine, and what it said is they had a, a survey of the 20 best eating towns in America, the, the, the 20 restaurants that are the most alluring to the palate, that people enjoy the most. Number one on the list was New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans, Louisiana, America's best eating city. And it's my pleasure to be here ex, uh, expanding on that every single day here. And we're on the air for two hours a day. It's seven days a week, most weeks, and um, you tell that to anybody in broadcasting anywhere else in the world, and they'll say, what? 
How can you possibly do that? Well, we do. And uh, they are envy, and they, they're envious, and uh, they, they wish they had a show like this. I've heard that more than a few times from other restaurateurs. Well, uh, that concludes our uh, efforts to do this today. We'll be back tomorrow. or we'll, Yeah, I will be back tomorrow, a noon till 3 on the Big 870 WWL. Hope to talk to you then. Have a good, uh, have a good weekend, and also have a good dinner tonight if you're uh, free. 105.3 FM, HD2, Kenner, New Orleans. The news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.